0: So we'll deal with Group Three and ASIO if they can come to the table. Is here? Is it on? Look, I'm going to shirt front, Mr. Putin.
1: I will not be lectured about sexism and misogyny by this man. I will not. No wait. It
2: is on?
0: Uh, You bet you are. Uh, You bet I am.
2: I don't like it.
0: Oh, fair shake of the sauce bottle, mate. Well, may we say God save the Queen, because nothing will save the Governor-General.
2: Hello and welcome to episode 37 of BuzzFeed, Australia's political podcast, Is It On? We are recording this on the morning of Friday, the 2nd of March. My name is Alice Workman and I'm coming to you from behind a whiteboard in the BuzzFeed offices in Parliament House... Joining me from Sydney is Lane Sainty. Lane, hello. Hello, Alice. How's your whiteboard this morning? My whiteboard is fine.
3: The wooden spoon goes to whoever's idea it was. Um, Michaela Cash is saying it wasn't her idea, but they put up the whiteboard to protect her from uh, from the cameras as she went into
0: into a, a room loaded with cameras.
2: Okay, Lane, well, it's been a huge week and we will get to Michaela Cash and her whiteboard in a second. But before we do, do you remember how last week I mentioned Rebel Wilson? That was the big teaser for people to come back this week rebel wilson and michaelia cash yeah
4: alice you are always talking about rebel wilson to be <laughs> fair
2: um but i do remember this specific reference yes okay well this week i wrote a story which ties those two topics together michaelia cash and rebel wilson so the same defamation lawyer who represented rebel wilson in her huge case in which she was awarded millions of dollars is representing one of the public servants involved in the AWU's, the Australian Workers' Union's, federal court case about the police raids on their offices last year. Now, Lane, my new favourite game is, yep. do you think that Rebel Wilson knows who Michaelia Cash is? Um, well, after this week, she might. <laughs> if she didn't before. <laughs> Everyone, tweet Tweet Rebel Wilson, Rebel Wilson, do you know who this woman with this hair is? Oh, dear. Would you like to play her in a movie about police raids and leaks to the media? God, I don't know about that casting choice. <laughs> oh, who would, you, who would you cast
4: as Michaelia Cash? Well, I'm just thinking about Rebel Wilson's past roles. I don't know if playing Cash in estimates would coincide with that. Um, I don't know. Who would? I mean,
2: M- Merrill would kill it. Mm. Mm. Meryl. Meryl will yeah. totally kill yeah. it. Let's go with that. You know who'd be great? Asha Keddie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I reckon Asha Keddie could nail Cash, like with the voice. I reckon she'd be right up for it. Bang up for it. <laughs> okay. Well, that woman, from- that woman from offspring.
4: <laughs> yeah, I know who Asha Keddie is. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: good, go 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 good. good, good, good.
4: Um, Just checking. In my head, I was Just like, checking. oh, yes, that woman from offspring. Okay, Alice, it's been a nuts week. It's time for two minutes of fun. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Your time starts
2: now. On Monday, Barnaby Joyce resigned and moved to the backbench. Michael McCormack is the new Nationals leader and Deputy Prime Minister. George Christensen ran for the top job but didn't get too many votes. There was a reshuffle in the Nats and Darren Chester got re-promoted back into the Ministry and so did Keith Pitt. Now, more editorials from our new Deputy PM, Mack have emerged where he advocated for the death penalty, he opposed anti-gay hate laws and compared women's soccer to an egg and spoon race. lane. That is a slur on women's soccer and I will not stand for it! Also, a guy got fired for sending a meme about Barnaby Joyce having to sit next to the weird kid in school, AKA Tony Abbott, on the back bench. Michaelia Cash threatened to name all of the young women in Bill Shorten's office who she'd heard rumors about. Penny Wong marched into estimates and made her withdraw, but Michaelia Cash did not apologize. Then she went into hiding, and the PM said that Cash was being bullied, but Labor demanded that she go down and apologize face to face to the young women in Bill Shorten's office that she'd smeared. But then the next day, Michaelia Cash hid behind a whiteboard so the media couldn't see her? I mean, this is just normal behavior from a stable government. But this is all a big distraction for the story I wrote this week about how a journalist claims Michael Keenan's office tipped off the media about the AFP raids on the AWU as well. Leaks that the AFP said this week put police officers' lives in danger and impacted the investigation because, shock, if you turn up before the police and warn people about raids, they could potentially destroy evidence. Also, a public servant said that they wet their finger and dipped it in some unidentifiable white powder that they found in the public area of Parliament House. And they weren't concerned that it was anthrax, even though anthrax has no smell or no taste, because they turned out to be sugar. Weird. Labor said they'd find badly behaving university colleges after a report out this week detailed what happens behind closed doors. No one knows what the hell is going on with the head of the Border Force, who has earned half a million dollars while on leave since last year. Bill Shorten did an interview with GQ where he dropped the F-bomb. Dad! And he also said he enjoys picking up dog poo and taking out the garbage. The high court heard that Katie Gallagher did not do enough to renounce her UK citizenship. It also turns out that Malcolm Turnbull has super fast internet in his harborside mansion in Point Point Bar. The internet that he said is so fast that no one should need it. Mm. Liberal Minister Michael Suka, who was a no voter in the postal survey, claimed $1,500 in taxpayer money for a day trip from Melbourne to Sydney on the same day as he spoke at an anti-same-sex marriage rally. The government reintroduced his plan to drug test unemployed youth on Centrelink, but the health department was like, excuse me, you haven't shown this legislation that." Ask it also, Centrelink revealed in the last year that over 33 million phone calls have gone unanswered to its call centres. Malcolm Turnbull is spending $250 million to fill out a new luxury jet to be used for overseas travel. The government also wants new migrants to wait three years instead of two before they can claim government benefits. David Leinhelm kept raising feminist issues in estimates like the tampon tax and the look of your labia. And Labor is having thoughts about Adani and whether if they win government they would cancel its mine contract, but Malcolm Turnbull says Bill Shorten is selling out miners to get Greens votes in Batman. James Patterson made a joke about the Russian Revolution and then Kim Carr made a joke about him being in the Hitler Youth and then of course Kim Carr had to apologise because you really just can't do that these days. I mean, we all know that rule, right? Julie Bishop refuses to call her partner her boyfriend but has claimed $32,000 in family travel expenses for him and Lane, it would not be estimates meek without some absolutely insane grabs from people. Let's run through them. Here's National Senator Barry O'Sullivan. You're done?
3: I'm done. Anyone else on uh, APVMA? There'd be nobody else. We thank the officers. Uh... And uh, thank you, Dr. Parker. You got a We you <laughs> recognise you've got a difficult challenge and uh
2: we wish you all the best in He uh... is
0: He's a rude
2: Here is Barry O'Sullivan again.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Chair. It's, no, no, no. We have we're
1: four minutes past Smoko time and you're nobody no, interferes in my smoker. Of course okay. we are. If 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 you're on notice for questions, though. Yeah. So, We'll be back after smoker.
2: Now, Lane, remember when Tony Abbott gave us the suppositories of all wisdom? I wish I didn't, but I do, yes. <laughs> well, Nationals MP Michelle Landry gave us this.
3: If we do not exploit our natural advantages, we will fail as a nation and be relegated to the anals of history as a nation that wasted a continent.
0: I like the I like the
2: Okay, Lane, well, the main story this week is Michaela Cash and rumours and whiteboards and Michael Keenan and the media leaks about the AFP's raids on the AWU. Now, it is Arbigan. And who would have thought, Lane, that this time last week, Barnaby Joyce? was still Deputy Prime Minister of Australia. That's how far we've come in one week.
4: It's been such a big week.
2: So let's go back to the beginning. Michaelia Cash was in Senate estimates on Wednesday when she made this comment that has dominated the week about members of Bill Shorten's staff. She was being asked about staffing arrangements in her office when she had this outburst.
4: Did this person, your new chief of staff, will he he or she come from some
1: other liberal political office? Uh, Well, Senator Cameron, again, this person is well qualified and has been taken on board because of their skill set that they will bring to my office.
4: Oh, it's a simple question. I'm simply
1: asking, did it come from another Liberal officer, he or she? Again, Senator Cameron, it is not, you would normally not discuss staff matters for very obvious reasons. I mean, if you want to start discussing staff matters, be very, very careful, because I'm happy to sit here and name every young woman in Mr Shorten's office over which rumours in this place abound you want to go down that path today? Right. I will do it. <laughs> That's a nonsense. And you, so, well, do you want to start naming them? Do you want to start naming them for Mr. Shorten to come out and deny any of the rumours that have been circulating this building down
0: now for many. And focus many on my questions years. instead of being Dangerous so silly path about this. To go
1: down Just and you know settle it.
0: down and answer
1: the questions. That's what you should do. Take what the, what the young people call a
0: chill pill. And, you might be okay.
4: and then Penny Wong heard about the comment and marched into estimates and demanded an apology from Michaela Cash. And
0: then it's
3: just come to my attention that uh, some outrageous slurs were made from the table by the minister. We had the prime minister a week ago giving us a fairly moralising speech saying we need to make this a better workplace for women. And the minister representing the minister for women comes in here making... What can only be described as outrageous slurs about the character of female staff working for the Leader of the Opposition. It can't be allowed to stand. I think it's disgraceful and sexist. And it is impugning of the character of various staff. I would ask the Minister to withdraw. Uh, Senator Wong, I do not agree
1: uh, with your summation of what was said. Uh, Senator Cameron was clearly maligning my staff. The point I was making was rumours circulate in this building. It does not mean
3: they are true. I referred to rumours. I'm not interested in what Senator Cameron said, Minister. If you have a personal reaction to that, deal with it. But you chose instead to make... Um, what were frankly disgraceful remarks impugning the character of staff working uh, for the Leader of the Opposition. You should withdraw that and if you don't we will have to deal with it on the floor of the Senate. If anyone has been offended by my remarks, I withdraw them. Thank you.
2: There was a huge backlash to the comments, even after Michaelia Cash had withdrawn them. Labor and many others said that it just wasn't good enough and they wanted an actual apology. So after all of this condemnation, Michaelia Cash issued another withdrawal on Thursday, this time saying it was unreserved.
4: So, yeah, she did make this second withdrawal saying this time it was unreserved. She still didn't apologize for the comments, which I think is a, you know, worthwhile distinction to make here. And then the Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull came out and justified what she said and accused Labor of provoking cash into the comments.
0: A very heated exchange in Senate Estimates. Members where, on my left, where she was, where she was. Being bullied and provoked by Senator Cameron. She was. She was. Members on the left. She has withdrawn those remarks and withdrawn them unreservedly.
4: So I know you were watching this estimates session, Alice. Were they bullying? What was Labor's intention with this line of questioning?
2: Well, I was watching the whole estimates session from the start of Wednesday morning, and I think it is a stretch for Michaelia Cash to say that she was bullied. Labor Senator Doug Cameron was asking her about the four people, including her former Chief of Staff, who have left her office since it was revealed by BuzzFeed last year that her advisor tipped off the media about police raids on union officers last year. Labor have actually been asking these exact questions to the Minister since October. But Cash hasn't answered them in about 128 days. She hasn't answered any questions about the raids whatsoever. But, you know, they keep asking them. So the questions aren't anything new, Lane, and I think that's why her reaction was so surprising and people thought it was so unwarranted because he was asking legitimate questions about a serious matter that she has refused to be transparent about.
4: So why do you think Cash did say that she was bullied if that was the the context of the conversation?
2: Okay, well, this is a little bit more complicated. So Michaelia Cash's justification is that in this post-Barnaby Joyce climate that she thought Labor were asking questions about coalition staffers having affairs with ministers. But the thing is they weren't lame. Like, they clearly were not asking about that and if you watch the video, which if you know if anyone has any like qualms about it or they're not sure what, ha- what happened, look at the hand side, watch the video, look at the line of questioning. It's blatantly clear they weren't doing that. So she has misinterpreted what they said. Now unbeknownst to us at the time is that apparently some staffers were dealing with these kind of questions behind the scenes. So the media, you know, like I said, in this post-Barnaby Joyce climate where it seems that, you know, media have the green light to be asking and also investigating any rumours that they hear about uh, ministers having affairs with staffers, you know, questions had been put in to coalition officers about affairs that have potentially or not at all been going on. Um, so the pro- But the problem with what happened here was not only did Michaela Cash grossly misinterpret what the Labor Party were doing, And go on to smear women in Bill Shorten's office. But she also drew attention to another unsubstantiated slur about the women who work for her. I mean, from a woman who was literally two months ago the Minister for Women, Lane. It's it's really I don't know it's really on the nose.
4: Yeah, and there's been a lot of chat about the young women who work in Shorten's office, and also generally young women who work for for other ministers and in Parliament House, and kind of what happens to them in in the wake of these comments. So Sherry Markson wrote in the Daily Telegraph today that Michaelia Cash had become the ultimate anti-feminist figure, and wrote that in an indefensible performance she spread rumours about women she doesn't know and has never met. And Alice, you you've heard that the young women from Bill Shorten's office have had to field questions from friends and family and and the media about rumours that are completely unfounded, right?
2: Yeah, that's right. I've spoken to a bunch of them. I know that on the day that this happened, they all went out to dinner together to vent their anger. And and for them, the the most insulting thing is that the in- at the core of this insinuation from Michaela Cash is that these hardworking young professional women don't deserve to be in their jobs in Bill Shorten's office because they've somehow slept their way there. And I mean, can you imagine if someone said that about, you know, someone that you work with or one of your friends or, you know, your daughter or your wife or, you know, I just think it's hard enough being a woman working in politics, which is a male-dominated industry, even in 2018. And as the Prime Minister said last week, in the wake of the Me Too movement and, you know, the fact that it is 2018 and not, you know, 1950... That Parliament should be a workplace where women are respected and treated equally, which I think is why everyone is so surprised that Michaelia Cash hasn't apologised.
4: Yeah, and people are still calling for that apology, right? I mean, she had the first withdrawal, which she prefaced with if anyone was offended. So it was kind of a qualified withdrawal. And the second withdrawal, she said, look, this is an unreserved withdrawal, but still no apology. And people are are not happy with the the two withdrawals that she's issued. Do you think she eventually will be forced to apologize or, or that she will kind of come around to apologizing?
2: Well, Labor told me this morning that they still want Michaelia Cash to apologise, and they want her to do it in person. So they want her to go down face-to-face with the young women she's upset so much. And, you know, Bill Shorten put out a statement saying that he, he's literally been standing by the phone for two days at least waiting for her office to call and say something, and nothing has happened. They haven't even – Michaela Cash hasn't even made any contact with Labor. This is all done – been done through committees and through question times, so done really publicly, and no communication behind the scenes, which, you know, Parliament is a pretty feisty partisan place, but in times like this, often communication happens behind the scenes, quietly between the parties to ease the tensions. But that hasn't happened in this case. But, you know, Labor said to me, look, you know, we still wanted to apologise, but we don't think she will. And Parliament's about to go on a two-week break, so it's pretty unlikely that she will even pop up in the media in the next two weeks. But, you know, they're not going to drop the issue lane. Um, People in politics have a long memory, and I think that (sighs) Labor will really remember Michaelia Cash's refusal to apologise, and also the Prime Minister and the other Liberal Ministers who have come out this week and justified her outburst. You know, I think it's worth mentioning that it's not only Labor staff Uh, coalition staff are now on edge at this kind of weird turn of events where it seems to be that everything is fair game and any kind of rumour is allowed to be talked about or investigated. And I know of some female staffers who are seriously considering leaving politics because what's happening is so unpleasant and so out of control. And there are, you know, there's others that say that, you know, they're fearing that male ministers won't want to hire women because... Clearly by, you know, association of of literally doing your job, you get caught up in these unfounded rumours and, you know, the Liberals are equally upset as the Labour Party about it. I've I've spoken to Liberals who said that, you know, behind the scenes, you know, some Liberals have been counselling Michaelia Cash, telling her what she's done is out of line and that she needs to apologise. But... You know, she's digging in and and she isn't doing it. And I don't think she will anytime soon.
4: We have a a very important kind of political scandal measure, Alice. It's called the political strife scale. (laughs) And anyone who follows you on Twitter (laughs) will
2: be very familiar with the political strife scale. Where is cash at the moment? So, for anyone who hasn't seen it, the political strife scale looks like um, a fire danger scale. It starts on the left. in, you know, light green with uh, colourful, controversial, then it goes to under pressure, troubled, beleaguered, embattled, then right in the red-hand side, former, disgraced, and as we have joked, Sky News host, which should be the one at the bottom. Um, but um, Michaelia Cash started off um, uh, this week as uh, beleaguered, um, but we, I think, uh, by uh, Thursday night, we have upgraded her to whiteboard embattled. Um, which is, which is just, it's really a statement that I never thought that I would be saying in my life.
4: <laughs> I, yeah, look, we need to talk about the whiteboard. I mean, I was, I was actually in court when I saw it. I, you know, there was a little break and so I just picked up my phone and, and opened Twitter and my entire feed was just the video of these security guards pushing the whiteboard in front of Michaelia Cash. What is this, Alice? What is this? How has it come to this? And why did anybody think this was a good idea?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it sounds like it should be a scene out of Veep. Like I can really see (laughs) Julia (laughs) Louis-Drapers hiding behind a whiteboard through the White House. But, you know, like it's so bizarre. She is one of the most senior members of the Turnbull government Mm -hmm. and she literally hid behind a whiteboard because she was afraid to answer media questions. Now, there is some question marks over... What happened and how this all took place? Her office say they didn't ask security to to wheel. They literally wheel out this whiteboard. Oh wow! So <laughs> minister,
3: why do you need so much protection? Why are you here,
0: minister? Can you come talk? Why do you need so much protection, minister? Do you need a screen, minister? That is the most childish that thing I've is ever seen. Just her. Yeah. staying out of order. <laughs> well, you need a longer whiteboard.
2: But then apparently, her office has did complain at one point to the sergeant in arms about the cameras and the snappers following her, even though it's in an area where people are allowed to film in Parliament House. There are yep. areas that um you can and you can't film. Him. This was in a public area where you can film. So. Um, You know, maybe what happened, and I'm not completely sure, but maybe her office complained about the media scrutiny and then security went, okay, well, we'll fix it with a whiteboard. But, I mean, it was very funny and I've enjoyed all of the jokes. Um, But I I really want to emphasise that if you can take anything away from either the rumours comment or the whiteboard incident, it is that it is a distraction to a bigger issue here, which is ministers leaking information to the media... About police raids and not willing to be transparent about it.
4: Yes, yeah, so on, on the point you've just made, Alice. The night when Cash was missing in action from Estimates was the same night you published a story with a development on the raid leaks. A journalist claiming that Michael
2: Keenan, the Justice Minister, that his office gave them a tip-off
4: ahead of the raids as
2: well? Yeah, that's right. So we put questions into former Justice Minister, now Human Services Minister Michael Keenan's office on um, Wednesday afternoon, and I would say in suspicious timing. Michaelia Cash then disappeared from Estimates, and then she was MIA that night when she was meant to be in there answering questions. And instead, she sent along Liberal ACT Senator Zed Seselja and didn't make an appearance until the next afternoon. So she was gone for nearly 24 hours. So this week, I wrote a story about a journalist who claimed someone from former Justice Minister Michael Keenan's office called their TV newsroom on the afternoon of the raids last October. The caller identified themselves by name, so they rang up and they said to the news desk, Hi, it's XYZ. I'm from... Justice Minister Michael Keenan's office. So they specifically said their name and where they were from. And they then, you know, told them the information about the time and location of the raids. And they emphasised, hey, this is the union that Labor leader Bill Shorten used to run. So you guys should be interested. That's why you should send the cameras down. Um, A spokesperson for Michael Keenan told BuzzFeed News that, quote, neither the minister or anyone in his office informed media outlets prior to the execution of search warrants. Now, Pay attention to that wording. Labour asked in estimates on Thursday night if, like Michaelia Cash, whether any staff has left the minister's office since the raids in October and they refused to answer. But Keenan was asked about our story five times in question time on Thursday and only gave a one-word answer every time. He didn't repeat the statement he gave me into Hansard. Instead, he said a one-word answer. Do you stand by the statement? Yes, yes and then he launched into an attack on Labor. And take a listen. Here's, here's, here's the first time it got brought up, and please, please enjoy the big reaction from the government benches when they say the word BuzzFeed.
1: The Member for Isaacs. Thank you, Mr Speaker. My question is to the Minister for Human Services. I refer to a report last night from BuzzFeed News that the office of the then Justice Minister tipped off a newsroom member
0: so
3: that TV- Members on my right will cease interjecting.
1: I refer to a report last night from Buzzfeed News that the office of the then Justice Minister tipped off a newsroom so that TV cameras turned up at the sites of AFP raids before the Federal Police even did. Mm. A spokesperson for the Minister is quoted in that report as saying yesterday, quote, neither the Minister or anyone in his office informed media outlets prior to the execution of search warrants. Is that statement
0: accurate? Well the answer to the member's question is yes but we will not be distracted by this enormous nonsense that you see from the Labor Party. The actual issue here, of course, we are talking about search warrants that were executed in relation to a raid on the Australian Workers Union that was looking at law-breaking when the Leader of the Opposition was secretary of that union. That is what we are talking about here. Now, the issue, the allegations are that donations were made from that union in an unlawful way. They weren't properly authorised, and one of those donations went directly to the Leader of the Opposition's own election campaign. Now We have the Registered Organisations Commission that exists to make sure that members' money is actually used to benefit members, but of course we know that the Australian union movement has a culture where members' money is made to benefit the people who run that union, and that is what we are investigating here. Now, if you had nothing to hide, of course, all you would do is cooperate with that investigation. But what has happened is that the Labor Party and that union has run an enormous amount of interference. This is just another example as opposed to actually answering questions about the lawful administration of that union. Well, we won't be distracted. Nobody on this side of the House believes that any organisation in this country is above the law. Unfortunately, we can't say that for the Labor Party.
2: Now, when she was asked earlier this week, Michaelia Cash refused to answer questions about whether she or her staff had any interaction with Michael Keenan or anyone from his office before the raids. You know, Lane, I I need to emphasise, this is a really serious allegation because at the time, Michael Keenan was the Justice Minister. He's now... The human services minister he got reshuffled in december because justice moved into the big portfolio that peter dutton now runs as home affairs so at the time he was justice minister in charge of the federal police so he was one of the few people who knew the raids was going to take place before they happened because under the rules of the afp if they're doing anything political any raids that are political they have to tell him and you know michael keenan said that at the time he came out publicly and he said in october that he knew and that it was his job to brief the pm about it so If, as this journalist claims, his office leaked that information, then it means that Liberal ministers are essentially using the Registered Organisations Committee, the people that referred the raid to the police, and also the police, for their own political gain to attack the Labor Party and the unions. And the Australian Federal Police said this week that, you know, media leaks like this are really serious because they put police officers' lives in danger. He repeated that twice. The commissioner, he said, it puts police officers' lives in danger, but also it impacts police investigations because if the media are turning up to a raid before the cops and they knock on the union officers and says, hello, we're here for the raid, and the union say, uh, and then they start live streaming it on TV, you know, you're giving people the potential to, you know, you're giving them the potential or the opportunity to destroy evidence, hypothetically, right? Yeah. The AFP, yeah, it was, which, you know, I would think is probably a crucial part of investigation, you know, collecting evidence. Yeah, um, you would think so. <laughs> the AFP also revealed this week that they initiated their own investigation into the leaks the day after the raids because they were so disturbed to see the media there, whereas Michaela Akash has told Estimates in the past that it was... Um, the ROC, the Registered Organisations Commission, who asked the AFP to do it. That's not the case. The AFP just did it by their own back because they were so confused as to what was happening. Um, They've conducted interviews with more than 10 staffers in different ministerial offices, but they haven't interviewed any ministers yet. The AFP have also spoken to people from the ROC and the Fair Work Commission, but I have to emphasise no charges have been laid. But they haven't ruled out the possibility that more people, including a police officer, they said, could be involved in these leaks.
4: Okay, so when will we know? When will the AFP investigation be finished? They
2: wouldn't say. Right. uh, They did say, though, that it wasn't a priority because they're investigating real crimes, like big serious crimes, um, I mean, I would think that, you know, leaking government information is a serious crime because it does come with a maximum punishment of two years in jail. But, you know, they said they've got two teams of people on it, but they're also investigating other things, including three other kind of leaks of information. Um, they kind of they vaguely said within a few months. But it'll be really interesting because the AWU have launched a federal court case claiming the ROC investigation was politically motivated and invalid. And therefore, the subsequent raids should be unlawful, which is the Rebel Wilson court case that we were talking about at the start of the podcast. we are come full That goes to court circle. next month. We've come full circle. Um, And and so Cash and her former staff have been subpoenaed for that court case. So I'm really interested to see what comes first, the court case, end of March, or the AFP report. We'll have to wait and see. Who can say? It's a bit of a downer, isn't it? (laughs) Okay, I think that's all we have time for today. Uh, Thank you so much, Lane. We're not recording this on a Saturday, we're recording it on a Friday, but I know you've got to head off to court, so thank you so much. I also want to say a big thank you to our whole pod team nicola harvey richard james and marnie cordell and a big thank you to road microphones for supporting the podcast you can go to buzzfeed.com is it on or subscribe on apple podcast or your favorite podcast app and leave a rating and a review i'm at workman alice on twitter she is at lane sainty um we got some interesting uh feedback from people last week um over us criticizing barnaby Joyce for drying uh, a chopping board with a tea towel Mm. Uh, people reckon that this is normal behaviour. I'm still real sus on that. I
4: I, I never dry anything because I only live with one other person, and so there's never that much washing up in so our rack. You've got rack. a drying rack. Right? Yeah. Well, I just I just put yeah. everything in the rack. I I very rarely actually wash dishes unless I need it immediately, um, which I, I never do. <laughs> Why would I immediately need a dish? Um, anyway, we so anyway to to our listeners who do um, wash their chopping boards with their tea mm. towels. We hear you, and we are sorry for making the assumptions that we did. And no, I'm concerned. I'm concerned <laughs> for those people. The
2: it doesn't sound right, Lance. Alice. Stop berating <laughs> them. They can do what they like in the privacy of their own homes.
4: Okay, mm, okay. Alice. We have a new deputy PM and, frankly, oh nobody God. seems to care anymore <laughs> because it's been such a crazy week. So, you know, in, in any
2: sense, Alice, is it on? Well, it is on in Tasmania because they have a state election on Saturday night. Sky News did a poll saying that the opposition, i.e. Labor, could potentially win this thing. You know what? Uh, I, I, like, you know, McKayway Cash, I think she's not going anywhere. Like, the PM's fully backed her in. And remember last time, Lane, when we first revealed that her office leaked the raids to the media and a staffer staffer resigned over Mm -hmm. it, she got promoted two months later. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, like, maybe she'll get promoted again. Maybe she will become the deputy leader of the Liberal Party after this, you know, smear outburst that she did this week. Who can say? It's unpredictable at this moment. (laughs) It (laughs) is unpredictable. And I,
4: I think in that sense of just, you know, no one knows what's going on. We want to leave you with this incredible audio. Alice, I think of everything that happened this week, I think this is my favourite bit of audio, which I know is a big thing to say after an Estimates Week. But this is Senator Lucy Gachui, who, of course, entered the parliament as an independent after being elected because she was on the family first ticket after Bob Day left. And now she's a Liberal. She's recently joined the Liberal Party. Anyway, she was asked about Michaelia Cash's comments on the young women in Bill Shorten's office and just listen to how she reacted. It is the best.
3: Did it surprise you what she said yesterday?
4: Well. Well.
2: <laughs> Next question. <laughs> See ya. All right, Else. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye. And happy birthday to Anthony Albanese for Friday.